You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God. Open your Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. As we've been studying in the mornings, and this has always been, this is how the Lord led me since we planted the church, is the word, as you heard Pastor Danny sharing there, that God deals with us from revelation to revelation. The word talks about, about precept upon precept. And Jesus told the disciples, I have many things to tell you, but you cannot bear them now. In other words, you in this capacity would be crushed by the revelation if you got it. He didn't just say you won't understand it. He says you can't bear it. So he said, but I'm sending the helper, the Holy Spirit, and he'll reveal it to you. He'll show you things that are beyond what you've seen, beyond what you've heard in the natural. And not only that, he'll teach you it. He'll remind you of what you've been taught. He'll guide you into truth. And he'll show you your future. I mean, that's, that's a power package right there, isn't that right? And not only that, when you receive the Holy Spirit, power comes upon you. And you go about just like Jesus, doing greater works, healing all who are sick and oppressed the devil, for God is with you. And so we understand that this empowerment by the person of the Holy Spirit that God's bringing us, we understand that to get to the place to be able to walk in these things, we have to learn the foundations, and then we learn precept upon precept. And so that's why we take time in the morning to study the Word. It's good to always have a pen and paper and write these things down and be in both messages because you can go to a service where you see the power of God move, and I mean everybody, even someone who doesn't even believe in Jesus can come. Holy Spirit can, can take them and, and fill them and they'll experience the power and an amazing miracle will take place. They could be healed, pulled out of a wheelchair. But, you know, if their lives haven't been changed, they'll go back to living the way they were and maybe even backslide again. So it's so important to understand, yes, we want the power move of God, but it has to be founded on teaching. And sometimes when you're all you're eating is dessert, how many have you been on holiday? And it's like, you know, every, every, all food is fried. It's all, good, all, this, all this nice stuff. You know, how many have you ever been, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, and it's really nice. But how many you notice if you go on with that too long, your body starts to crave good home food? We can't live on holiday. We need to go home. Amen. I want to move to Johnny. Why? They get dessert every night. Well, that's in Johnny's house. Yeah, you eat broccoli. Isn't that right? So we understand. Sometimes we've got to sit down to a good home cooked meal because we want to be nurtured. We want to grow. So that's, that would be how we've always done it at this house is that in the mornings we'll do that. And then the evenings is take that same revelation, work with it to trust God to empower us to put it into action. Because it's no good on the other side just to become really skilled Bible college and you know, can pass all the exams, get a, get a uh, distinction and get your, your diploma on the wall. And, but you know, someone falls down in front of you and you don't even know how to start praying for them. You know? We want to see word and power. Word and power. 
I said word and power. And so we had a look here and we saw that there is a fellowship with the Holy Spirit. This is not just knowing He's there. This is walking intimately with Him. The majority of Christians today actually don't, they, they may be aware of the word Holy Spirit, but a lot of people just think of, it, of Him as a power, just the force of God. The Holy Spirit is not a net. It's a person. And it talks about fellowship. That's what that word communion is, koinonia. It's that intimacy, not just knowing about. This is not having a cup of coffee fellowship. This is intimacy, the way a husband has intimacy with his wife. It's that knowing, listening, walking with, allowing him to lead us. And that's the fellowship that Adam had in the Garden of Eden, where God walked and talked with him and put power in his hand and said, I've given you this whole earth, now you take dominion, you take control, and you multiply and you increase. Adam lacked nothing. When God had blessed him, he gave him all the seed he needs for food. Adam would never have to ask God for anything ever again. But you notice when he had sinned, what happened? God had to address him and tell him, now you need to know where you're at. Because you've chosen to break fellowship with me. You've chosen fellowship with Satan. Now the result is the curse has been released. Now you're going to toil. Out of the sweat of your brow, you're going to fight the earth, thorns and thistles, and you're going to struggle and battle because you've chosen a fallen system. But I've established a plan, and I'm sending one to come and fix it. He's going to destroy what Satan tried to do. And that is Jesus. And he said, for this purpose, the Son of Man has come to destroy the work of Satan. Everything the devil tried to do through that fallen curse system, Jesus got it back. Jesus solved the problem. He became the curse. So that the blessing may come upon you. Galatians 3, 13 and 14. That's the promise. What's he saying? I'm bringing you back to the empowerment of fellowship that you had in the Garden of Eden. To continue and establish God's plan. So with that in mind, we had a look and we saw in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, this is the last time we spoke on a Sunday evening, that God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always have all sufficiency in all things, have an abundance for every good work. You see, the fallen curse system always works off lack. This is something I want to renew our minds to. How many of us have seen something that we desire? And you know it's not a thing, the flesh. There's a difference between your flesh just wanting something. But sometimes there's something that we need to do, we need to have, and you know it's a desire and God's happy. He says, yes, go ahead and get it. But then we check the bank account. Uh, and we still got to pay the school fees. We still got to go buy the milk. We still got to. So what happens? That plan gets put on the back burner. And yeah, we see that God's established in his word that he desires for us to live in a way that if you need to do something, you don't have to wonder how you're going to do it. God makes grace abound and you will always... Not just payday, the first 10 days of a month. 
There's no beginning of the month kingdom of God, middle of the month kingdom of God. How many saw that advert on Salty Crag? How many remember that? Beginning of the month, Salty Crag has got all the caviar, and, and by the middle of the month, we just cheese, and by the end of the month, you just oh, where's the last biscuit in the box? That's not how God intended for you to live. I said, that's not how God intended for you to live. We need to renew our minds to this lack mentality. Get out of it. Do you suppose there's some bananas that monkeys didn't eat today? And it rotted because it wasn't finished? God's not saying, oh, they was such a waste. No, he's a God of abundance. He's a God of provision. Amen. That's how I intended for you to live. There's an abundance out there. I said there's an abundance out there. I just don't see it. I'm with you in the right place. Bump your name saying, thank God I'm here tonight. Because I'm telling you that God has, has positioned you to walk fully in His kingdom. Remember, we had a look at Genesis chapter 39. I mentioned how Joseph had a dream placed in his heart. God had called him as a leader, showing him through multiple dreams that this is what you're called to do. And what did he do? He shared it with the people that he loved, expecting them to be happy. Instead, they wanted to kill him. Even his father and mother, his father like, are you serious? I'm, I'm going to bow in front of you. So that plan that's in his heart has been stifled by the voices around him. And so through God's grace and divine movements, placed him in an environment where that plan could birth. And God kept moving him. Wherever he went, that blessing showed up. And we saw the statement. I want us to read that in verse 5 of Genesis 39. So it was from that time that he had made him overseer. Potiphar had made Joseph overseer of his house and all that he had. That the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The Egyptian wasn't serving Jesus. Well, okay, Joseph wasn't either. He was serving God. The Egyptian was not serving God. Now they're serving Jesus without knowing he's Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, he hadn't been revealed as Jesus yet, but they're serving God. And so this Egyptian is not. He's serving all their foreign God. But you notice how, where Joseph is? The revelation that I got where the Bible says God reigns on the righteous and the unrighteous. You know, the, when I was meditating on that one day, I saw this vision where there's a farmer moves into a valley. And they say, why are you moving in there? That's, that's one of the worst valleys to stay in. No one ever produces anything. And he's like, yes, but I live here now. And from that day on, every season, the rain came pouring down in that valley now, you notice God doesn't just pour a tube down on his farm. The whole valley gets rain because the man of God is living there. 
get used to the fact that where you are, you're going to see the blessing pour out. I want to leave my job because I'm just not, people there are all ugly and they're all horrible. Pastor, please pray for me. I want to leave my job. Why? Everybody gets and they skin and they, no, I'm not praying for you to leave. You're right where you need to be. Why you want to go to work for a place where they're all Christians so you can all Christians come together? <laughs> nah, uh, uh, uh. We need you right there. You are the light in the darkness. You're the salt in the earth. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. Oh, but my boss just doesn't see me. Well, that's that, that, it's not your boss that's promoting you. And if we get revelation of this, we're going to see our lives transformed. See, God's not mocked. He said a workman's worthy of his wage. Yes, a revelation is going to help someone tonight. If your boss doesn't pay you, God will still get it to you. In other words, you're not working to get paid there. You're working for seed. And if your boss doesn't recognize your value, and you trust in God and you live this way. I'm not talking about moaning and complaining about your boss who never pays you. You start saying, I am a child of God living in the kingdom of God. And I'm called to do this. And I don't care what money I get out of here. God will get it to me some other way. It's like my pastor always says, let's act like this Bible's true. Do you believe God's capable of doing that? Do you believe He can bring ravens to bring bread and meat where you are? Do you believe that He can cause water to come out of a rock? Do you believe He can rain manna from heaven if you need it? Same God. I said, same God. So, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and the field. Thus he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. He did not know what he had except the bread which he ate. The man literally handed it over to Joseph. Why? Because he's blessed. Because he's blessed. Amen. Dumasani, would you stand? Fifi, stand next to you, his wife. Just stand there. Just before lockdown, the Lord was speaking to you about where you need to be going. And you've had some dreams. And it's, it, it seems unreal if you describe it. And you've discussed it with your wife. Am I right? And there's that, that, that Joseph concern that if I tell anyone else, they're going to think, oh, I'm not. this is so out there, this is so beyond. Just confirm. Right. And the Lord says he's, he put that dream in you. It's not, it's not you asking. It's not like sometimes I prophesy that the Lord has heard your prayer. No, this is him telling you, you heard it. And then lockdown happened. But you've noticed something happening over lockdown. That there is a supernatural compassion that has come upon you. 
that you're wondering, who's this man? Suddenly there's a compassion for others that far outweighs your comfort and you have a heart for the hurting and a heart for the downtrodden and a heart for those that have been abused and unfairly used. And God's given you a rescue plan. And He's ready to take you and place you where you need to be for that rescue plan to happen. So get ready. It's happening within this calendar month. Get ready. It's happening. Father, we praise you. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Joseph could never have figured out how to get into Potiphar's house. Here's the thing. You don't have to. Sometimes people hear a word spoken over someone and think, how did they get there? You know how? That couple have faithfully served the Lord. Faithfully. Had many opportunity for offense. Many opportunity. Things, they, friends they know have come and gone. They've stayed faithful. What happens? God sees that. He marks the faithful. And He watches. He tracks. Because you don't give a junior a powerful weapon. I'm going to know that you are going to handle it with love for the kingdom of God. They've shown that. So there, there's a key to learn right there. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Yeah, give Jesus praise. See, that's sometimes we hear about the elders in the, in, in the, in the word. And we turned it into a religious thing. They're the people that vote the pastor in and out. And, you know. Ah. Elder. Elder brother. Elder son. Are you they walked faithfully so that they could become older. Elder in the house. We need to learn from our elders. So this blessing is working. I said it's working. Proverbs 10, verse 22, the blessing of the Lord does what? Makes. That's a force. Makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Now, this is the new King James. I like the way the original, the old King James writes it. You know, I read the New King James mostly because it's written in modern language. We, we don't speak like, and thou shaltest, surely taketh out of. So, you know, it sometimes becomes difficult to read it that way. But sometimes some of the deep truths can be lost in that translation. Uh, so look at the King James Version. It says, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. The blessing, it Maketh rich. Not your boss. You're waiting for your boss to make you rich. You're looking at the wrong person. No one's ever got rich off a salary. Even investments 
are not what make a person rich. They might give someone a lot of money, but someone can have a lot of money and be still poor. Why do you think that millionaires and billionaires, they have a real hard time giving generously? Some of the richest people I know that are Christians, they just, when they give, it may sound, they might have a lot of zeros behind it, but I know their worth, that's, that's a tip from you. Come on. Why? Because they find it difficult to part with their money. It doesn't matter how rich they are. Why? Because it's a lack mentality. I've I got to keep this in case I need it tomorrow. But someone that understands the kingdom of God, if the blessing makes me rich, I can land up in prison worth nothing. Lose the entire household of Potiphar, every provision, lose the trust of the man, and be locked in a prison, hit rock bottom, but still blessed. And that blessing's at work, and it is what makes me rich. Not you, not the boss, not any investment. It is God. Now, God will use avenues and He'll use methods and He'll use wisdom. You need to invest. Yeah, you need to do that. You need to meet this person. But I don't do that to play the game, to manipulate. I trust God. He is my provision. The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich. Now, listen to it from the NIV. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth. Listen to that last statement. Without painful toil for it. What happened at the curse? What happened when fellowship was broken? Toil entered. Work didn't stop. Sometimes people hear this and they think, oh, what you're saying, we don't have to work anymore. God will just... No, no. See, when you go ahead and sow your seed, doesn't Jesus say that you, if you sow your seed you will receive 30, 60, 100 fold. I didn't say you will get 30, 60, and 100 fold. Okay, let me say it again. Some people read and say, well, I sowed my seed, now I'm just waiting. It didn't say that. The word doesn't say when you sow your seed, you will get. It says you will receive. You will receive. You will receive. Faith comes by? You won't have faith until you receive the Word of God. You don't receive healing until you receive it. I can lay hands on someone, but if they don't receive it, it'll just keep bouncing off them. The woman with the issue of blood said, today I receive. And anointing flowed, and Jesus didn't, He wasn't even the one releasing it. Her faith released it. So, you don't stop working and sit at home and just say, well, let's, if God wants to provide, He will. No. Your work is not to produce the wealth. The blessing brings the wealth, but there's no toil involved. Your work is revealing your gift. And in revealing your gift, the blessing can go to work. See, Adam still worked the garden, but without toil. But because of the curse, the toil entered. So now he's saying the blessing, it makes you rich, but he adds no painful toil with it. Your days of toil are over. I said your days of toil are over. 
So how do I know what I need to do? Remember 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him, but God has revealed them to us. How? Through His Spirit. The Spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Why? So that we might know the things that have been freely given to us. These things we speak. Not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Now, keep your mark here. We're going to come right back to it. Remember this morning, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction in righteousness. Why? So that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. You see, we can study at university, and it's good that we do that. I would want to know, my doctor knows how to operate if I ever needed to be operated. I'd like him to have at least done one, if not many more operations. Let me say amen. I don't say, my, my neighbor says, no, I saw that on YouTube. You just give me a hundred bucks, I'll fix you. <laughs> no, I want education there. Yes, but there's a limit. You can only know what the previous person taught you. Through investigation, you can only learn so much more. But it's what your eye sees. But it's still limited. But God's got so much to teach you that He will take that seed of your study of whatever you have learned, but He's going to reveal things to you that only God knows. Right there where you are, in your workplace, He's going to reveal innovation, inventions. Do you really think man came up with the spaceship? Meanwhile, Elijah was fetched with a fiery chariot. Now, do you really think? There's a horse came in. No, chariot was the most advanced form of transport that Elisha knew. But this one had fire coming out of it. So it's a vehicle kind of thing, but... And Elijah got in. Okay, now how do I describe that? So it took man much longer to catch up, and then we developed something that can get to the moon. Now we're trying to get to Mars. But there are planets out Where's heaven? You can't even see it. It is so out there in another dimension. What kind of transport is needed to do that? Hello. Talk about time travel. God right now is in 2022. But he's also in your 2030. 
and is in somebody's 1917. All right now, try and get your head around that one. Amen. So when you're down on this planet and you close your eyes physically for the last time and you step out your body, you are going to be in this place, heaven, and that's light years away in another dimension. I'm just trying to expand your thinking a little bit. Amen. Don't get lost now. The reason I'm saying this, there are things God wants to still reveal in this earth that no one's thought of yet. But it's going to come out the realm of the Spirit. And that's when you're spending time with the Holy Spirit to hear it. Look, look, look at Daniel chapter 5. Now this is before salvation, Jesus, opening the way for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to be born again says, there is a man in your kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy God. And in the days of your father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods were found in him. And King Nebuchadnezzar, your father, your father, the king, made him chief of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, soothsayers, inasmuch as an excellent spirit, knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, Solving riddles and explaining enigmas were found in this Daniel. Because of the Spirit of God, he had an excellent spirit, knowledge, understanding, interpreting dreams, solving riddles, and explaining enigmas. Some of you are going to have your boss in a meeting say, I don't know what to do here. And you're going to suddenly go, boom, I do. Why? There's an excellent spirit in you. There's an excellent spirit in you. This is Daniel under the old covenant. Remember Hebrews 8 verse 6. Now he has obtained a more excellent ministry, Jesus, inasmuch as he's a mediator of a better covenant founded on Better promises. Daniel lived this way. Joseph lived this way. Moses lived this way under an old covenant. Without the blood of Jesus. Without the inward dwelling of the Holy Spirit. This is just listening to the Holy Spirit from the outside. Family of God, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. The same Holy Spirit. That reveals a spirit of excellence. Everybody say excellence. excellence. We don't put up with secondhand, broken, damaged, you know, it's like the world uses it and then throws it at the church. No, we the innovators. We are the, inven- the inventors. How are you ready to live that life? Now, you kept your mark at 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Go back there. Listen to verse 3. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. Now, he told Timothy, don't have a spirit of fear. He's not talking about the demons. That's the fear of God. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, 
but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Why? That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Listen to what he's saying here. It was in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Wherever you see the Holy Spirit, you see power. How am you born again? Keep that hand up. Say, I am born again. As a born again child of God. The Holy Spirit, the one who is power, dwells within me. Universe, creative power, lives in me. The knowledge to create all the mechanics of the universe lives within me. The inventor of all things lives within me. The same Holy Spirit that gave Daniel all the answers, all the insights, the spirit of excellence lives within me. I know these things because I hear His voice. What am I saying? Get ready for power. Get ready for power. You're not going to be shocked anymore when something happens. I know in my early days as a Christian, when I heard these things for the first time, I thought, well, let me try it. It's like, you know, the first time you ever, have you ever have shot a high-powered rifle? Like a, or like you can do shotgun, you know, when you shoot those, those, those what do they call them? Clay pigeon, that's it, clay pigeon. I remember as a kid, with, with, I was with the Boy Scouts, and they were on a certain they're going to let us shoot clay pigeons with a shotgun. And they tell you, this thing kicks. And they explain, hold it tight in your shoulder, you know, and you've got to hold it right because that, that thing's going to kick. Now, you can tell someone something kicks, but if you've never had it before, you think, okay, you know, used to shooting pop guns and, you know, pellet guns and things like that. Until you pull that trigger and then you find out what power is. It's like, whoa, why didn't you tell me it kicks? <laughs> yeah, we did. But you see, you didn't have revelation. And there were some guys that went home with blue shoulders. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? So it can shock you the first time you use it. So the first time I heard when you say something, it happens. And then I spoke. And Rachis had happened. Like, what? Come on, have you been through that? I'm saying upgrade. Upgrade. You now know how it works. So now start speaking and you can walk away knowing it's done. Exactly as Jesus handled that fig tree. No one eats fruit from you ever again. That's it. Didn't need to hold a prayer meeting and... Go and confess 20 scriptures 30 times. It was settled. Amen. Who's believing God for a job? Yeah, you heard test me earlier. Stand wherever you are. Stand, 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 stand. In our campuses. Thank you, Jesus. Just to get your faith in the right place, 
If you've been here long enough, you've probably heard it, but I'm still going to say it, and I'll say it every time so that we can keep renewing our mindset, and I want others to hear it who haven't heard it before. Everyone I've ever prayed for has got a job. 100% success. Why? God wants you to have it. He wants you to experience what it's like to be a pipeline for Him, to get your seed so that you can empower and fund the kingdom of God. So God wants you there more. So when people say, I want a job because I have to pay my rent, wrong start. See, I made a decision. I renewed my mind to this one day. I said, Lord, I want to tithe X amount. I started there. And then my salary met that. Why? Because my heart's in that place. Seeking first the kingdom of God. So when your heart's in the right place, God got, will get it to you. He decided to give you a place to receive seed. And now the testimony, you've probably heard it before, but for those who haven't, I had somebody come once, come to me and say, Pastor Alan, you said everybody you pray for gets a job. You've got 100% success rate. I'm telling you that's not correct. And I thought, oh dear, this one, did, did she not? That was what my mind wanted to say, but I won't speak doubt. I refuse to let that off my lips. I said, please explain that to me. And so she said, well, you prayed for me and I got two jobs. So it's more than 100%. Amen. So, get ready. Now, decide. Do you want somewhere that just pays you your rent? Kind of help you get a car? And just struggle from month to month? Or have you got a place that you would want to work? There's a dream job. Because the majority of the world hate where they work. Why? They're just trying to pay the bills. But they're outside their assignment. But when you start with relationship and you're in fellowship, from that relationship comes assignment. And then from the assignment comes provision. The world got that back to front because they don't have the fellowship. So now they chase provision at the cost of their assignment. But you no longer of that world. So where is it that you want to be? Do you have that job in mind? Because you say, God, please give me a job. You may get something and, okay, that's not exactly what I... <laughs> but it's a job. You get a hundred rand a day. No. God wants you to be blessed. So just for a moment, qualify what you want to do. You got that? Do you have your dream job? You, you got in your mind? Okay. Now, what are you expecting as your income? You got that? Now, how many of you have the faith to know that's what you're earning. Because you're going, well, I want a million rand a month. <laughs> yeah, we all do. But do you have the faith for it? Or the day they phone and say, hey, we're employing you for a million rand a month. What? 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 You see, you didn't really believe. You see what I'm saying? So there's a place you need to attach your faith. Otherwise, you're just shooting and, you know, kind of hope you hit the target. No, there is, according to your faith, 
But I want you to extend that. Don't just go, well, okay, then 100 bucks a day. No, no. What is it that you trust in God for? Have you got that? We understand that you're going to be employed and grow, but, you know, we've had testimonies of people, they were trusting God just to get the job, and then they got the manager's job. Amen. Good. You got that in mind. All right. In our campuses. Now speak to God. Because He hears you. So you heard from God. Faith has entered your heart. Say this with me. Father, thank you. Your word is yes and amen. And just as you did, work with Joseph, Daniel, that was under the old covenant. I live under the new, a better covenant. The blood of Jesus has settled it. That I don't just get a job, but I get a place for my gift to manifest that you can give me seed for sowing. I refuse painful toil. I'm in a place where I am able to work for the kingdom of God. And so tonight, I ask for, name it, say it. Don't worry about someone nearby you hearing you. Just, I'll make some noise, then you can say it loud. Then they can just say, I believe I have this position as blah, 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 whatever it is. And Father, and Father, I'm asking for a salary and income of, name your income, whatever it is that you're believing for. I don't want you nervous about it. And say this, on the 6th of March, 2022, at 1840, I receive it. Right now, I have it in the name of Jesus. You have it? Well, Father, I bring my agreement in with them. You said if any two of us agree touching anything, it's done. And I believe we have received it. And you are not mocked. It is your track record. And we believe that once again, you've answered every prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Go ahead and give Jesus praise. Let's all stand together. Now, I'm waiting for those testimonies. Amen. You're going to come and tell me, Pastor Allen, this is what I prayed and this is what I got. There it is. Because it's happening. Hallelujah. You don't have to wait long. Some of you are going to get your answer tomorrow. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. See, you're demonstrating the power of God. Renew your mind to that. It's not you desperate for something. We're not desperate anymore. We want to sh let God show off. I, I told God a long time ago. You've heard me say it before. Now, people get upset sometimes with the level of manifestation in my life. 
I said, God, don't let that ever put you off. You just, you, you can carry on, you know. I, I'm okay with it. Me too. <laughs> See, Pastor Sam, he's quick. You can learn something from this man. I mean, you wonder why he walks in the level of abundance. And he, it's me too quickly. Quick to obey. Amen. You ready for that? Father, we praise and honor you. We give you glory. Thank you for your living word. And we're ready to experience all that you have for us. We see signs and wonders and miracles that will astound others. But for us, we're grateful. It is your kingdom manifesting. And we are a people that fully expect it. We are not surprised by miracles. Why? I'm not surprised the sun came up. I'm not surprised that we're about to enter darkness, nighttime. I am not surprised when I see a miracle every day. It's the way of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.